This is the Nosewear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, remember last episode when I promised that we would have a an amazing episode with two amazing guests, and it would be um, however many times I can say amazing that the show's going to be right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're doing that, you know. So uh, welcome, <laughs> Ryan and Robbie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, hey, guys. Do you go by? Uh, do you guys? Well, Ryan, I guess you go by Ryan. Do you go by Rob or Robbie? Or Robert? Uh, either one. I just don't do Bob. No Bob. Okay. I don't want to. Do. Robert's I don't okay, do, too. Okay. Well, let's go with Robbie. All right. Uh, yeah. And, and don't worry about the Bob thing, because that's my father-in-law's name. And I try to say that word as few times as possible in a day. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to him, but uh, I'm sure I get to say it a lot anyways. Actually, it's Papaw these days. So. Yeah. Makes it more simple. It's a little bit easier. Easier on my tongue. Um, speaking of, uh, tangent. Tangent alert! Uh, I'm going on a little bit of a, an adventure this week, Justin. Okay. Potty draining. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm finally going to learn how to use the toilet. Yeah, yeah. It's a big step for you. Yeah. Where's All my those dra- diaper changes, you know. Badoom tiss. Where's my badoom tiss when I need it? Uh, no, but you yeah. You know, I was talking, speaking of diaper changes, I was talking to a, a, a co-worker who uh, just had triplets. Whoa. Would you like to, how would you, would you like to guess how many diapers they go through a day? A day? Uh, On they just They just had them, so they're newborns. Yeah, month old, month maybe month. Okay, um, I want to say they go through thirty a day. Yeah, twenty six. He said was the average. So yeah. I figured about I figured about ten ten per baby. Yeah, so that's oh an entire gosh. box a day. Oh my gosh, the poor man's <laughs> yeah. wallet. I hope he's one of those. Do- I hope he's one of the doctors like you. Yeah, I know. Oh boy. Yeah. So Whew. that's that's the most exciting part for me. Uh, is maybe getting rid of the diaper purchase every week. Right. Uh, so that might be, that should be good. Um, but I'm not looking forward to the actual process, but we're doing the, uh, we're doing like the three day method where you just basically strip them down to their underwear and just, yeah, no, force them to use the yeah. bathroom. just throw that we're throwing, yeah. we're pretending to throw the diapers away and he's basically just never going to get them back. And, and just, he has no choice. So that's kind of what we're going. Right. How did, did you have a, you've had, you've got nothing but girls, so you really don't know about a boy, but I'm sure it's basically the same. Did you get, have you guys, do you guys have a lot of luck? Uh, well. Any pointers, I guess. We just took a, I think the way we did really is just like, we just took them to the bathroom a lot. Yeah. Just like, okay. you know, every 30 minutes. Right. It's kind of a pain, but you know, it's just kind of a, became old habit. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, you guys got any? I'll go ahead, Just Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I do agree with the uh, take it the diaper away. Just no option. 
you might have a few messes to clean up though. Yeah, I'm, I'm ex- fully expecting messes uh, and probably some tears. I don't know whether it'll be. I don't know whether it'll <laughs> be him or him or me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's tears. I don't know who's they're going to be, but somebody's going to be crying. Yeah. It's probably going to be me. Okay, yeah. Ryan, Robbie, you guys have any kids? I'm looking for pointers. We do not. We are dinks. Okay. Which well, is double income, no kids. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. there. I was nice. there for like ten years. It was it was I was living the life. It's it's fine, but we have like this overstock of diapers now. We're not sure what to do with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Planned ahead and uh, went ahead and bought the diapers. Yeah. That's honestly, if you ever plan on having kids, that's actually not a bad idea. Just bulk mm-hmm. up. Although the biggest yeah. thing is uh the the I I'm kind of an over planner and my wife is too. So we did that sort of bought a whole bunch of diapers and formula and all this stuff kind of in advance to stock, uh, you know, leading up to, and, uh, I actually don't recommend it because what happened to us is one, uh, the formula didn't work. So we had to switch formulas like three times and then we ended up with way too much and we had, to, we had to donate a bunch of it. And then diapers, uh, you really don't know what size they're going to be. I don't know if it's, you this happened to you, Justin, but, uh, my, my kid yeah. was like, he was like, he was like, a, you know, you think he's going to progress one, two, three, four, five, six, and use about the same number of diapers each, each size. But no, he, he, he was like one, two, and then he was in threes for like a week and then just totally skipped over that and went straight into And so I ended up with this plethora of the size that I didn't need, you know? So, so the, you know, our girls are all petite. They're all small. They're all like, you know, when they go to the doctor, they're like in the fifth percentile in size, you know. So they never really got out of like size three, I think, is probably the, uh, okay. the highest we ever went um, in the diapers. Of course, you do the pull-ups at night, but uh, right. but which were, you know, we, we went up in bigger sizes, but yeah, so I didn't really have a whole lot of transition. There was like long periods of each, you know, zero, one, two, and then three, I think is probably the last. I don't think we ever went up to four, but. Okay. How long do they stay know. in the overnight pull-ups? That's, long, that's probably a long time, huh? Yeah, I mean, so Cora is four. She's probably been out of pull-ups for maybe a year, maybe. I don't know. When it's did, when, hard when, to, when did you guys when did you guys start the body training? Round two. Yeah, for her, she was a little. I think we. She didn't kind of get it until closer to three. Okay. So. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. Now, anyway, everybody, everybody who so is childless, go ahead and parent, wake up. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the parenting podcast. <clears throat> We're switching the, gears now. All you uh, uh, childless dudes out there, go ahead and wake up. We're going to talk about right. games now. All right. Sorry. Still better than the Genesis Gems, whatever they're producing. Somehow. Well, <laughs> it's because they're not producing anything, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I need that. I need that Badoom test somewhere. I got to find that. I tell you yeah. what. I tell you what. This one, this one goes out to, this one's to wake all you guys back up after the boring uh, child talk. Uh, this one goes out to all the OG listeners. Here's some Garth Brooks. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> oh yeah. 
All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and Justin, you got some historical tidbits and trivia for us? Well, you know, we're 10 minutes in and I don't think we've even said what game we're covering. So. Oh, shoot. And we haven't talked about why. <laughs> we haven't talked about why uh, Ryan and Robbie are going to be on the gonna, show. Just going to jump in. Just going to jump needs, into historical tidbits and tri- trivia without. Who needs uh, announcements? Who needs to <laughs> who needs to talk about the guests and why they're here? We don't need any of that stuff. This is two dudes, remember? Just jump into it. All right, so tonight we're talking about Vice Project Doom. Uh, a little, um, I don't know what to call it because we can't use the G word, but it's one of those, all right, on the NES, spoiler alert. But uh, we got uh, Rob and Ryan emailed me kind of out of the blue, actually. I think you guys just emailed us out of the blue, right, one day, and mentioned yeah. that they had written a book about NES games. Offered to send us a copy, which I've got my copy right here. I'm looking at it. Um, Justin, I've got your copy too. Surprisingly, uh, or not surprisingly, we have not been able to see each other in person since they sent me the book like a month or two ago. So, oops. But I've got your copy. I'll give it to you tomorrow. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, so they sent us a book. And I, I, in, in, in the book, one of the chapters is on Vice Project Doom. And I said, you guys, just come on the show. Join us for Vice Project Doom, and we'll talk about your book. So, we'll talk about the book here a little bit later in the show, but Rob and uh, Ryan, why don't you give us just like a little elevator pitch, just in case people turn off after some of the later parts of the show, because people do that. I don't know. I don't know why. This is a quality show. I don't know why they would want to do that, but uh, just in case they tune out about halfway through, go ahead and give us like an elevator pitch, what your book is. I could read from the back, but I think it'd sound better coming from you guys. Uh, sure. Just to be clear, we sent you two books. One was on diapering for dummies, and the other one was on <laughs> right, and, right, right. I don't right, know right. if they got the first one. They, they didn't get the first one. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get. I obviously didn't get the first one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. The book is uh, just a kind of a rundown of some of the you know games that we really enjoy playing, and we we had an idea to do it kind of alphabetically and uh, beat each. Uh, beat a game with starting with each letter of the alphabet and you know because we were stuck at home like a lot of people and uh had a lot of time on our hands and thought it'd be fun just to do it first and then we thought hey let's write about it and yeah. um yeah uh, let me blast. jump in real quick the name of the book by the way if anybody's curious is q is for quarantine n is for nintendo yeah nice yep, yep. and it was a lot of fun yeah, I think we were staring at each other in the office one day in spring of 2019, and we could just see the writing on the wall. It was like mid-February. 20, 20, 20. yeah, sorry. And we just knew that we were waiting for all the classes to get canceled. It was kind of happening all around us, and we were talking to each other saying, how are we going to kill a couple months off? Because we can't leave the country. Oman's got a lot of nice stuff to do, but when you're locked down, it's, it's a bit challenging. So then, we, yeah, we just started looking at what we like to do. We like to play Nintendo. We like to write. Um, so let's just combine the two and, and crush some time. Nice. Yeah. So I, uh, I recommend, I'll go ahead and I'll just go ahead and say, I recommend it. I've not read all of them. I've kind of went through and picked a few of my favorites. Um, I will say I recommend people go out and pick up this book cause it is, it is good. It's got the bathroom reader tag at the front. And I say, that's exactly perfect thought for this book is <laughs> while, while you're on the John. Uh, it's a perfect book because you can you can, uh, you can read however many games you want to read about uh, while you're while you're taking a poop. I do have one bone right. to pick pick with you guys though. All right. And uh, 
And if, if you listen ready. to the if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you'll probably already know which one which bone I have to pick, and that is no mention not not as the game for K or in the honorable mentions for K, Kung Fu. Uh, we discussed Kung Fu a lot actually. Um, but yeah, it slipped through the cracks. Sure yeah, did. Dis- discussing it and putting it in the book. Two different things. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's, it's good. Cur- I don't well, know so how you could. You... It's the first edition too. So when we, you know, once we go double right. platinum, we'll, we'll put out a revised right. edition. Right. Okay, cool. Well, well yeah. holler at me and uh, I'll help you with that honorable, at least the honorable mention. I understand you can't not put Kirby in there, right? You'd get a lot of, a lot more hate mail than what I could give you if you didn't put Kirby in there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, heads up everyone. I apologize. I'm still, as, as mentioned in the last episode, I was a little bit under the weather nasally and it's still happening. So if you hear some sniffles from me, I apologize because I'm not going to go through and edit out all my sniffles from the podcast. So. <laughs> you're just going to sniff it all. I'm just going to sniff. You're just going to hear the sniffs. All right. If there's a cough, you're going to hear the cough. I'm just not going to edit it. Uh, cause that's just not the way our podcast works. Right. All right. All right. Now, now can we do, I, now we're like what? 12, 15 minutes in. Yeah. I've done a more proper introduction. I think, I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be me if I didn't script the beginning of the show somehow, some way. Right, you gotta just yeah. You we we went on a streak there for a long time where we didn't introduce the show, which I don't think we did today either. But (laughs) uh, we still (laughs) we can add that. I mean, if they downloaded it and and they know what the name of the show, we don't have to introduce the name. That's remember back in the day when they had the I don't remember if they still do this, but it was like four or five years ago they had the podcasting awards that they would do. On, it was like an internet podcasting yeah, award thing. I do, yeah. And part of the the only way you could get nominated, one of the things you had to, you had to introduce your show name and tell ah. what you're going to talk about within like the first thirty seconds of the show. Technicality, right? Yeah, and, and we're terrible that, at that. So yeah, we're, that's we're definitely clearly why we that. never, clearly why we never <laughs> yeah. won any awards. That's the only reason, right? <laughs> it's the only right. Reason. But I just always I always thought that was kind of silly because if you're it's not it's not like you're a radio show. That you could just get in your car and turn on the radio. You have to seek out the show, and you know what you're downloading to listen. Anyways, yeah. All right, that's beside the point. All right, can we do can we do tidbits now? Sure. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. all right. I. Of course, because we have guests. I have a quiz game. Oh, boy. All yep. right. Hopefully, okay. Uh, you, you're going to explain the rules, Justin, I know, but um, I'm right. hoping this this may be the furthest away we've ever talked to a guest before, so I'm hoping there's not going to be any internet lag that causes me to get an unfair win. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you may need all the help you can get. Um, so, uh, rules of the game for those that are listening and for our guests, just to kind of refresh in case anybody's wondering, um, how the game works is basically there's going to be five questions. Each question will have a multiple choice, uh, 
We'll have mul- four multiple choice answers. You can ring in at any time. You think you know the uh, answer, but you won't get the multiple choice questions if you ring in before I give them. Um, there is an exception tonight in that one question is not a multiple choice question. And I'll explain that when we get to it. Um, so you ring in by saying your name. So uh, I would say, I think for Rob, Robbie, you need to go with Rob because you know you needed that one syllable to kind of stick in second. there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Ryan, you know, maybe just kind of make your your name one syllable, just like Ryan. Yeah, just say it real fast. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll start off with the one question that does not have multiple choice an- answers. So how this will work? This is a um, you'll you'll kind of understand it after you hear the question, but you're gonna basically say your answer. And if anybody gets the answer correct, then they get the question. But uh, it's a number you're going to be saying. So if no, if the three of you, none of you get the right answer, then we'll go to closest to the right answer. Okay. Um, not Price is Right rules, though. So it's just closest to. It's getting complicated. All right. All right. What year anniversary did this game... Just celebrate on November 15th, 2021 from Rob. its release. Rob? 30? Yeah, he's just already got it. I thought we all got the answer. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm Wait, confused. Well, You've it, already confused it, me. It, no. I didn't know we had to it, ring you in. Buzz in. No, you didn't say buzz in. You just said so you, you, were made, gonna, you made it seem like everybody was going to get the answer. Okay. Okay. He says 30. What do you, what do you say? Well, I guess I'm going to say 30. <laughs> Rob gets the point. We're going to the judges. The judges say Rob gets the point. To be fair, guys, as well, I mean, we're, we're nine hours ahead of you, so we've had a lot more time to think about these questions. Yeah, that's true. You are in the that's future. True. This, this, is not, yeah. this whole thing's unfair. You've probably already heard the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's appropriate that you were um, dubbing in with Back to the Future there earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, November, uh, this game was released in North America November 15th, 1991. So, just celebrated its 30 year uh, release anniversary. All right. The next question ACOM, I think it's ACOM, it's A I C O M, was the developer of this game. This company was created by developers that came from the companies Irem and Jailco. What system? Did this company, ICOM, not produce a game for? So it's, what system did they not produce a game for? Is it A, Game Boy, B, Neo Geo, C, PlayStation, or D, Sega Genesis? Mike. Mike? I'm going to say Sega Genesis. I'm going to hope it's true. They, they did not produce a game for Sega Genesis. Yes. All right. Who? Why would they? All you know right. I mean, why would? They? <laughs> All right. This game uh, was developed by Acom, but was published by the Sammy Corporation. The Sammy Corporation bought a controlling share of what video game company in two thousand and four? Was it A. Rare, B. Bethesda, C. Sega, or D. Nintendo? Rob. 
Rob? Um, it was uh, rare. Not rare. Mike. Mike. Just because I want this to be some kind of crazy conspiracy, I'm going to say Sega. It was Sega. How is that the for same a wild turn of events? <laughs> Uh, the Sammy Corporation did buy a the Sammy say the um, controlling share of Sega and became the San, Sega Sammy Holdings Company. Wait, so they control Sega now? Basically, uh, that's yeah. That's that's actually very interesting. I was just guessing Sega because the last question had Sega, and I'm wondering why you have so many Sega questions in this podcast. <laughs> well, none of these questions. If you if you even though Sega has been the answer. It's not been positive for Sega, right? That's, that's true. That's they got true. bought out. They, you know, this company didn't produce a game. All right, we're going to question number four. A Sega Mega Drive version of this game was Another developed. Another question. Wow. <laughs> but never released, of course. What was it called? Is it A, Deep Scanner, B, Deep State, C, deep cover, or D, deep vice? Mike. Mike? Deep cover. It is not deep cover. Ugh. Ryan. Ryan? Vice. It's not deep vice. Uh, Robbie. All right. Deep state. It's not deep state. <laughs> Does Justin get a point, so Mike? So nobody gets the answer. Uh, it is Deep Scanner. That's a stupid. But they didn't release it. No yeah, wonder they, they didn't. Yeah, release it's it. stupid name, stupid system. They were like, forget it. We're not even going to do it. All right. So Mike has a lead here with two. Rob with one. Ryan, unfortunately, not on the board yet. So let's see how this rounds out on the last question. This game, Vice Project Doom, was featured on the cover of which video game magazine? Is it A, Electronic Gaming Monthly, B, Nintendo Power, C, Game Pro, or D, Game Informer? Ryan. Ryan? Game Informer, 100%. That's incorrect, <laughs> Mike. I do. I like the. I like the gusto, though. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like hundred percent, Mike. Uh, Mike. I don't know. I'm gonna say uh, Nintendo Power, just because it's always the answer to this question is always Nintendo Power with you. It is Nintendo Power. Yeah. The May 1991 oh. cover uh, had this game as the cover. So I just Project wanna, Doom. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you for the win, everybody. I just want to say one thing. Um, I do, not because I'm a genius at Nintendo or anything, because I'm definitely not, or video games. I'm stupid when it comes to video games for the most part. But I've been doing this show with you long enough, and I've known you long enough, that I have the, you, you've learned I have the, the advantage of your, I know your pattern. So it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit unfair. Yeah, that's true. I got to start mixing it up, start yeah, throwing some more red herrings in there. So, all right. Well, good game, guys. Yeah. Um, we will, but Mike was the winner, and hopefully what else is a winner is his story about how he came across this game. 
Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Uh, Justin, you know as well as I do that uh, my stories are never a winner when it comes to how I found this cart. <laughs> but I, you know, what the heck, I'll tell it anyways. Um, uh-huh. So the one day I was driving down the road, right, in my Ferrari, as I do. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was a little bit hungry, so I figure, you know what, I want... I want like a chicken leg, not a, not, not like a really big one, you know? So I was like, where do you go to get chicken legs? Justin, where do you go to get chicken legs? KFC. Exactly. KFC. So the only KFC I knew of was when in Kentucky, the actual state of Kentucky, because that's where it's from, right? They don't have any KFCs anywhere else. You got to go all the way to Kentucky as far as I know. But I was in my Ferrari. So what the heck, you know? So I just driving, driving, uh, get the chicken leg from KFC, and the colonel was there. I shook the colonel's hand. I don't know which colonel it was, but it was one of them. He had, he had white hair. Um, he was standing outside. Um, it was white, but it was a little bit dirty. Um, and uh, he, he gave me the game. That's it. Wow. How would you rate okay. that story on a scale of Michael's dumbest story to Michael's almost not as dumb story, but still probably pretty dumb. What's, what's the high, what, like a 10 is a 10 is a story, decent story. And a one is the worst story I've ever told. Mm, 0.7. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I thought that was a good story. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, so maybe like a three then, uh, no, the truth is, you know, I thought I had this game for the longest time. I honestly did. And we'll talk about it later in the show that um, it would be nice to have because it's, it's not, uh, you know, when we get to the pricing, it's a little bit uh, a little bit up there. But so I, I spent a long time thinking that I had this game. What I actually had was a different game that was not uh, Vice Project Doom. Anybody have any wild guesses what I, for some reason, thought I had Vice Project Doom for the longest time? Was it Ninja Gaiden? No. Well, this game is very similar to Ninja Gaiden, but it's more like it's more like I got the name confused and like the cover. Uh, okay, that's, I that's right. I can go ahead and tell you. It was uh, Codename Viper. For some reason, uh, okay. I got Vice Project Doom mixed up with Codename Viper. I have no idea why. They don't really have that similar names. Something about it just got me mixed up. Not very similar <laughs> names either, other than they're both side-scrolling. But anyways. So no, I, I, don't, I, I never did have this game. Um, I played it mostly on the Nintendo Switch Right. Um, the Switch uh, online service has this game as part of the NES collection. So, um, yeah, it's a a nice addition to the the Switch collection, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that again here in a minute. What about uh, you guys? Any any of you guys have this game or have run across this game? Uh, no, I, for this for this book, this was the first time I'd seen it. Honestly, that I can remember. There were so many titles and stuff, and this one just uh, did a flyby. I guess it's a good time to ask a question uh, to you guys then about your book. How did you go about 
selecting the games. I know I, I understand it's probably like the ones you enjoyed the most that you beat or whatever, but did you know about them beforehand? Because you just now said that uh, that you didn't know about this until the book, but is it just because you went through like a IGN list and played some games or you just, well, like how did you figure that out? Yeah, I think the challenge was because of the way that we decided to approach the book going each letter at a time, we, we didn't really think that through. So when we got to some of the other, the more obscure letters, um, all of a sudden, you know, you get to V and you're thinking, well, surely I played a Nintendo game that starts with the letter V. And you start looking through the list and there's literally you know, like four games that began with the letter V. So you start going through and you're like, oh, I don't actually, yeah, I don't know that game. Um, so you start to look it up and, and then you pick from that point. But I mean, it's amazing if you think about uh, like the letter Q, for example. Yeah. What was, what was your big break, Rob? Well, my, well, Qbert, man, um, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. And uh, we beat we beat twenty four out of the twenty six games, and Q was one of the ones we could not beat. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, O was the other one. But yeah, trying to figure out which games to play for which letters was yeah. a, a real challenge because for some of them, the letters are absolutely stacked, like just yeah. completely stacked. And, you know, if you have uh, D, for example, and you've got Dragon Warrior and Double Dragon, you, what, what are you going to pick as the, as the podium dragon. finisher there? It's, it's really tricky. But, yeah, how, how has there not been a game for Super Nintendo or Nintendo that's called Quest? But there's no, there's no good game yeah, for making with you. And, uh, you know, we tried to, like, make it as... Um, we tried to get, like, a variety of genres in there as well. So if we were going too hard in, like, an RPG... Uh, way then we would you know back off of that and choose something else or if there's too many side scrollers or something like that we pick something else you know so okay that's cool yeah i was just curious all right do you guys want to talk about this game i said we talk about it ryan actually is the one who beat this game for our book so he's more intimate with it than i am I i have played it though all right, so we're going to so lean on Ryan for the rest of the episode then. I think it's a, it's a really it's, – it's a great game though, right? It, it's, at its core, it's a side-scrolling uh, platformer game where you're on a mission to save planet Earth from an evil corporation that's been infiltrated by aliens. So it's um, – I guess it's a little bit like if Jeff Bezos was running a secret organization to take over the world and wink, wink <laughs> Arnold, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sent to save the day as the, the rogue cop coming in. But uh, yeah, it's a really interesting story in game. It's, I didn't have very high expectations going into it and I found that I really enjoyed playing the game. Yeah. All right. So, you mentioned story. I got a great way to talk about the story. But first... Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. Alright, I've got the manual. I don't know if you guys have the manual, but uh, I just pulled it up on the internet. I'm going to read the story. Vice Project. Let's hear it. Alright. A small band of alien survivors landed on Earth several centuries ago. In order to survive in this new environment, they produced a neon green gel, which provided nourishment. Mmm, yummy. In an, effort, 
Yeah, I guess so. Is this the same stuff that transformed the Ninja Turtles? Perhaps. I think it may have been. Maybe. In an effort to blend into human society, they developed... Uh... I'm going to say that's clones. Okay, clones. Thank you. Yeah, mine's a little blurry. I'm sh- I don't know if... I don't know if your audience is. If you clicked on the link I gave you, it's a little blurry. My my apologies. Um, as centuries passed, Beta Corporation, B-E-D-A, came into being. This was a company which manufactured and distributed electronic and technological equipment. However, behind all this, the company was also responsible for the maintenance of the alien race. Oh boy, yikes. The neon gel had a very different effect on humans. It became a substance that was sought after by some of the world's wealthiest abusers. The gel is mass-produced by Beta Corporation for profit, but the side effects proved to be lethal for human users. Vice Officer Quinn Hart, along with his partner Detective Reese, set out on an assignment to locate the manufacturers of the mysterious gel. During the investigation, Reese disappears. Since his body has never been found, he is believed dead. I'm guessing that's if it's because they're mentioning this, he's probably not actually dead. I don't know. Ryan may have to tell us. Now, Hart must go alone to uncover the source of the gel and the force behind it. His skills, nerves, and ultimately fate are all at stake in this deadly plot for survival. Um, that's the story in the manual. Um, and the game... The game has a lot of cutscenes and stuff, which is cool. But right. to me, this is a pretty cool story, if you ask me. It's kind of unique for an NES game. So what if what if what if Jeff Bezos is an alien, and he has all he, he's doing something similar to this, and this whole Blue Origins like space right. flight stuff. He's just trying to get home. He's ET right. trying to get out of here. He's ET. <laughs> I'm in. I'm so, down. I think that's a. I think that's a plausible theory. We should start that. Jeff Bezos is an alien. I think we could probably get that going on the on the internet. Yeah, I think you heard so. it here first. Yeah, seems reasonable. Folks. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm down. I think uh, you may be right. How else would he? You know. First of all, he looks weird. He looks like an alien, so he's got that going for him. Apologies to Ryan or Robbie if they look like Jeff Bezos. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, he made a bunch of money selling books. I mean, come on, he's an alien. Totally. Oh wait a minute! If one of you guys looks like Jeff Bezos and you're selling a book, hold on. Where's my, where's my X Files theme song? The connection. Cut it down. All right. Just we've, we've been made. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. So I was just saying, I think the story's pretty cool. I think it's pretty unique. Uh, yeah. It's, it's completely wacky for an NES game, though, to have so much backstory like that where it's, it's almost convoluted, but it, it gives you a reason for all of the mutated enemies that you come across. And it's it's a motivation for heart, so I like that. Uh, and yeah, it's it's one of the more interesting storylines out there. Yeah, I think so. Heart is a uh, you, you mentioned you said mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger type. He's your 
he's very much your typical um, '80s action hero, right? He's every, right. he's every bit of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, a la any of those movies that he's in. He's got the really the square face, the sunglasses, you know. Yeah, he has an uncanny knack for getting out of tight spots. Yeah. And some of the other officers often joke about him being superhuman. Uh oh, is he an alien? <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah. Well, don't forget about Christy now. Uh, she's a vice officer too, and she's one of the sharpest on the force. She often works with Hart and Reese to solve tough crimes. Surprise, surprise! Christy is also Hart's latest and longest. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Gotta throw that in there. She also uh, does absolutely nothing to to help out with the story, which I mean, come <laughs> on, Christy, you're better than that. Yeah, I I don't know what I. The, so here's something that happens a lot in um, NES games, and that always kind of you know not really bothers me, but it was always when I was a kid, it was it always. Stressed me, not stressed me out. I don't know what the right phrase is, but maybe you can you can give it to me here in a second. Um, Perturbed. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. I would get, I would rent the game or I'd buy the game, right? And I'd read the manual all the way home because you know I'm an I was a dork. So I'd read this manual and I'd hear the I'd read this story and I'd see all these like I'd read the dossier of all these characters. And I'm like, this game is going to be super sweet. And then I get home and the story doesn't exactly follow what was in the manual and some of the characters that they talk about in the manual don't even really appear in the game sometimes and it was always something that just really got under my skin it's stupid that it got under my skin because i should have known better it's an nes game it still bothers me even to this day especially now that newer games right but no, gameplay I, I is king so so why should i even worry about it i don't know Right. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's let's talk about the actual game. So you mentioned it, Ryan or Robbie. One of you guys did that. It basically it's a side-scrolling game, but it's a little. It's not totally just a side-scrolling game. There's just some other genres kind of sprinkled throughout. Either one of you guys want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, we were talking a little bit. It's it's almost like. You had Ninja Gaiden. We talked about that with the cutscenes that are coming in, and even some of the enemies, the sprites themselves, look an awful lot like Ninja Gaiden, and it has the same knockback effect of Ninja Gaiden when you run into an enemy. So Those eagles! Oh my God, the eagles! Yeah, Rob, Rob rage quit yesterday um, after a three-hour session trying to get past the eagles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Yeah, but the other stages, like the the first-person shooter stage, and you mentioned like. The car stage is a lot like which one? Spy Hunter. Yeah. Spy Hunter, yeah. Yeah, very similar. Um, and it's got this the Operation Wolf or um, Adventures of Biobilly, the side-scrolling shooter, which is – it's a lot of fun. So it's almost like three games in one. Yeah, I think – yeah. they. It's one of those, you know, it's, it's one of those like jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type of games, right? It tries to do a little bit of everything. It's best yeah. is – its best thing is probably the side-scrolling Ninja Gaiden type stuff, right? With right. The, with the sword. Mm. Or I guess it's supposed to be a whip. Um, yeah. Is it a whip? I thought it was a sword. A yeah, electric it whip. It's supposed yeah. to be an electric uh, whip. Yeah. I thought it was a sword for a long time, too. 
But yeah, oh, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a laser it, whip. Yep, there you go. So there's a lot. Um, the game tries to do several things. It doesn't do any of them perfectly, but it does all of them pretty well, well enough to where I didn't, other than some frustrating parts, I didn't really hate anything that I that I played, you know? There's definitely some frustrating parts, though. Those eagles, for, yeah. instance, for example. And the knockback is just... But it's Nintendo hard, right? And that's what we've come to expect out of Nintendo. That's why they call it Nintendo hard. Um, it's, it's just one of those things. It's it's frustrating, but it's one of, it's it's where it's not frustrating to the point that I feel like anything was outside of my control for the most part. There's some some like some tricky jumping parts that I think are unfair. But I feel like with some practice, you could probably get it. It's kind of like Castlevania in that in that sense that, like with the Medusas and stuff like that, where it feels unfair, but you could eventually get it. Did I eventually get it? No, but maybe I could. Yeah, no, I think that that's true. There's like a lot of areas where it's like every like I would keep jumping uh, in certain areas that it was like I don't even see how this is possible, and then you would learn kind of how to to. Do the, you there was basically a pattern you would have to follow to do a certain jump or to not get hit by an enemy or not die. Uh, one of the things that also frustrated me as far as the Nintendo hard thing was right off the bat, I guess it's the second level um, where you're in like the uh, uh, Chinese like dojo area and the flames hurt you even though it looks like they're just in the background yeah which is just frustrating to me but uh i thought that was kind of funny one of the big tricks for figuring out the game because i probably spent eight to ten hours playing it before i finally ended up beating it is you know figuring out the balance between the three weapons that you have because you've got your trusty laser whip which is pretty awesome and then you've got the grenades and you've got your pistol that you can use, or I think it's a 44 Magnum. 44 Magnum. 44 Magnum, of course. And so, it, you know, it's it's tactical in a lot of ways. So you have to figure out when, when it's appropriate to lob a grenade at somebody versus kind of getting close with that laser whip. And once you figure that out, and then the, the go-to is always you spam the laser whip, and if you just keep hitting it, uh, you tend to kill most of the enemies when they fly towards you because they seem to have, um, you know, death wish. So... Then the real challenge of the game becomes kind of the jumping, where they have various aspects of the game, where, the, where you've got crumbling shelves, like in Castlevania, or you've got, like, in the sewer level. Sewers, yeah. The sewers we died about yesterday, we died about a lot. half an hour worth of just trying to get past the sewer level. Because the goop flows over the edge in the sewers, but that's not where the platform is, where the goop is. The platform's right. further away than where the goop is. And so, yeah. It took a while for that one. But when it works, it feels right. Like when you finally hit it, you're like, oh, that's how it was supposed to be done. It's one of those games that you can be frustrated by. You set it aside for 20 minutes. Um, you know, you have an adult beverage, and then you come back, and all of a sudden you can just get it. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I remember what I was trying to say a minute ago now. Um, I think that a lot of the uh, the the big the big thing, I my big takeaway from the game in the gameplay overall, it's kind of, it's, it pulls in a lot of different games that are very recognizable. Like you mentioned, obviously Ninja Gaiden 
and with Spy Hunter and you know there's a lot of games that are very recognizable that this game pulls pulls from bat I would even say bat sense off Batman kind of feels like sense off Batman in a way like this different mm-hmm. weapons and stuff um which to me is pretty cool it 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 it, it, it does all of them justice in a way I think it um I don't know. It came out in '91, so it's see, yeah, it's after most all those games. So it, to, it feels to me like they took inspiration from all these games and mm-hmm. and kind of put their own spin on it in a way, and tried to add a really cool story to it at the same time. Um, right. So I think it's kind of, that's kind of how I felt when I was playing. It. I was like, because I kept thinking of all these games that would pop in my mind as I was playing it. And there's even some other ones like. Um, it's gonna sound silly, but I think like Kabuki Quantum Fighter came to mind while I was playing it. For some reason, hmm. like some of the enemies, maybe like I guess some like the magic guys that and like the guy that's like jumping up and down in the first level with his hands straight out. That I feel like I saw that guy in Kabuki Quantum Fighter. <laughs> I don't know. The I will say that probably the amount of detail and and variety in uh, bad guys was pretty entertaining. Um, you know, just like from the first couple of levels, you know, there's the guy that's like, I guess he's blind, but he's on his hands and knees. Looks like he's looking for his contacts. Um, you got <laughs> the, the the pumpkin guy that looks like a pump, you know, he looks like a jack-o'-lantern. It's like about three weeks after Halloween, you know, it's all like, kind of melted and molded. Uh, then there's the guy that looks like he's in his pajamas. He's in the green. He looks like he's got a nightcap on. Uh, I kept just thinking of all these little funny like things that these sprites look like. Yeah, I'm going to expect some great retrofitted trophies from you. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I agree. The, the enemy variety in this game is great. Like the pumpkin head guy. We just mentioned pumpkin head last episode. And here he is. I know. We did. Yeah, no, I, I think the variety, enemy, the level variety too. There's the different levels you go to. There's a ton of variety there. I think th- there's like a train level. There's all kinds of stuff. It should yeah, be mentioned. The train level. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, if you're going to talk about the train level, go ahead. You go first. Uh, it's just a great feature in the train level because it's it, there's a storm going on, and so it's light, lightning out and thunder, and every time the lightning snaps, you, you can see what's happening, and then you can't all of a sudden. And so it's just it, it really creates the atmosphere uh, that I, I think adds a lot. To and, the di- and the difficulty. And the difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, that, you know, that just kind of adds to the variety too. It's like I mentioned, the levels feel different. Like the way you play them, even like the verticality of some of them. There's ladders. There's, I mean, it all changes. Like you mentioned, the sewer, the platforming in the sewer, while frustrating, is is different than some of the other platforming in the game. So there's a lot of variety. Um, I will say what I was going to say is that uh, we're, we keep talking about how frustrating it is, and it is very frustrating. But the it doesn't stop you from playing it unless you just want to quit and take a break because there's unlimited continues. So you can, I mean, you right. have to start start over the level, but you don't necessarily have to start the entire game over at any point unless you just want to. Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice for to be able to just start over at the. Uh, you could actually use that little tac- 
tactfully too. Like when you get close to a, a boss, if you die, like if you had a few life and you die on the boss, you're not going to go all the way back to the beginning of the level either. You're going to get to start like right there pretty close to it. So you can kind of game it a little bit to where you, you just kind of know you go in, you're, you're going to die, but you're going to get a full life and, and basically be able to face the boss with the full life. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, that, yeah. That's true too. The lives, um, they don't send you far back into the level when you die on with a, mm-hmm. any individual life either. Cause it's, right. it's kind of like, it's kind of like Batman in that, in that sense that, um, where Batman, you, you had different sections of levels, like the level split into about three or four different sections and then there's a boss. Um, yeah. and so if you die, you only have to go back to that certain section. I think the continues will spit you back to the beginning of the entire level, but any lost life right. will just spit you back to the beginning of whatever section you're in. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, I thought the, um, now I didn't make it super far into the game, but I thought the bosses in this game were really cool. Um, anybody having any the thoughts boss, on the bosses? The bosses are great. They're, and, and they're all, they all have their own little unique style that once you, I mean, it's not like they're carbon copies of one another. Once you fight yeah. one, you can't be prepared to fight the next one. So I, I spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos and figuring it out and then just failing um, before. Once Again, though, once you figure out the system, uh, they, yeah. they're a little more predictable and it's okay. But each boss is like, they, they look great. They're all very different in their look and their attack and what they're doing. But they're also... Um, they're they're challenging enough so that um, it never gets boring. Yeah, that second boss is hard. Second boss is really hard. It's hard. Which one? The, the second boss you're talking about? I guess. I guess te- technically it's the third boss because I guess is the first boss. The like when you're in the car, it's like really easy. So the third boss is like I was stuck on that for a while. Yeah, that's uh, it looks like work. That's tough, man. Yeah, it looks like Magneto, um, but. Uh, yeah, that that one took me a long time to figure out how to be him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which was the second? Remind me of the second. He's, he looks like Magneto. I'm trying to remember him. He looks like Magneto. Yeah, he's got a cape and he like throws three fireballs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then yeah, he like charges at you. He has like a whirling wand or yep. baton. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, charges yeah. at you. With. Yeah, I I didn't <clears> have too much trouble with that guy because I think. Um, I figured out that you could just like kind of duck those if you get really close to him, and then I just spammed my whip as fast as I could. And yeah, that's. I figured that out. I cheated a little bit, I guess. I looked on the internet to see how to beat him because I was getting so frustrated with it. Yeah. Which I know is not the pure way. I tried forever the pure way. Just there tried to figure it out myself, Justin, and I couldn't you, figure it out. So. You know as well as I do that we don't do the pure way. Um, <laughs> We're not purists here. The fans don't expect us to do the pure way. Did I, did I, uh, to make it as far as I did, did I do some save scumming with my Switch? Yes, I certainly did. I certainly did. Even with Unlimited Continues, I definitely save scummed my way through most of the game. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that this game is not. Um, we keep talking about how frustrating and how hard it is. I don't want to, I don't think it's really. I think it's fair. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as frustrating as we're making it sound. To be honest, I think it's. It's not as frustrating as, as Ninja Gaiden. I think Ninja Gaiden's way more frustrating in this game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I don't want to make agree. it sound like yeah. this game is impossible or or really difficult. Um, I think it's actually. No, it's beatable. Fun. It's beatable for sure. Yeah. 
I, I think it's a lot of fun, actually. I think it's, you know, it's it's about the right amount of difficulty that you'd want and, and frustration that you'd want out of an, of an NES game. Not, uh, you know, break the controller frustrating, but definitely uh, makes you sweat, gets you a little... Get you a little fired up. Yeah, I think yesterday playing for a couple of hours, we got through the first eight levels pretty easily until yep. the power went out at Rob's house, and so we had to. No, yep. oh, that stinks. Yep. Yeah, but in a couple of hours. I mean, maybe two hours worth of play to get through the through eight levels. Yeah, we probably could have beat it in three or four. If yeah, we yeah. Just sat down and done it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about the um, what do you think about the graphics in this game, Justin? Um, well, I, the, levels, the levels were good. I thought the levels were good for sure. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, just the, the design of the levels and having the variety. And each one is. I was kind of struck by how bright everything is, how clear it is, how crisp it is for. Because you know, we're working on something else for the Super Nintendo right now. And so just going back and revisiting it after a year and a half, after looking at 16 bits, uh, it holds up. It's, it's bright and vivid and, and dynamic enough so that it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's the same level after level. So mm-hmm. I think they did a good job with the graphics. Yeah, I think, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned this earlier, uh, just the sprites and the the different variety of bad guys as well as in the uh it's it's i think the graphics are probably one of the better things about the game in regards to the you know um it really makes it a lot of fun yeah i'm 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 with both you guys i think the graphics are pretty great in this game to be honest we played just we played a lot of stinkers when it comes to graphics for this show uh and this this one's (laughs) this is pretty refreshing the only thing I would say yeah, there's definitely. there's some there's some design choices with the graphics that kind of bothered me, like um, distracting things in the background. If that makes sense, uh, I'm thinking like the the level where there's just lightning everywhere and it's the lights keep going out. You know which level I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the floor has like spark. It's always like sparkling, and there's like the lightning that you can land on. Uh, it's not lightning; it's electricity that's running through the floor, or whatever. Yeah, it sparks. Yeah, sparks, and the lights keep going in. That just seems—I don't know why they would do that. I mean, the level itself looks cool, um, and I, I appreciate the uh, the the amount of activity, I guess, in the animations. But um, I don't know. I found it to be distracting. And there's several levels that did that kind of stuff, like the even the, like the sewer level, the green gel, I guess it is. It's just everywhere, and it's constantly moving, and it's it's just distracting to me. I don't know. It's it's cool that yeah, it's like you were saying, Justin, too. The uh, the stuff where um, it looks like something is in uh, the background. Like you mentioned the flames. There's yeah. a couple of where it's like the steam, and it mm-hmm. looks like it's in the background, and you should walk be able to walk right through it, but it doesn't. It hits you. Yeah, it gets you. Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of stuff I'm talking about. But that's not really the graphics fault. That's kind of like a design choice, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they kind of did that on purpose because they wanted that to be a something you would have to contend with in the game. So, I mean, I guess I can't really <laughs> knock it too much for that, but it was a little bit frustrating to me. So, But overall, I think the graphics are awesome. I think the bosses are cool. I think they're designed well. 
Um, a little mono color, I guess, if you really get down to it. But overall, very cool. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I'm gonna, hey. Uh, Justin, take over for just a second. I'm about to have a coughing fit. Sorry, that's I muted myself. For oh, a second. okay. I, was, I, was, I tried. I couldn't Sorry. tell you because I couldn't talk. But there you go. Well, that happened at a very inopportune time because I had to uh, step away for just a second because my cat was uh, screaming, wanting inside. He'd been outside and it was raining. And so um, I had to like walk over and let him in. He's like meowing at me right now. He's in the house. I thought it was a sound effect. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. so we were talking about the graphics. Were we talking about the music yet? Nope, not yet. No, not yet. What do you guys think about the music to the game? M- music is good. We were we were talking yesterday a little bit about one thing is the sound effects are so loud on the game. So yeah. you've got the, the whip happening or your gun shooting or whenever you actually kill um, an enemy, it makes a noise and the coins pop up. And then when you collect the coins, that makes a noise that the music almost gets drowned out a little bit, which seems like a shame because when you listen to it just on its own, it's, it's pretty good music, but yeah. I think it, it just gets lost. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's definitely good music for the game. Um, definitely has a good action feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that there was a lot more focus in the development on just the the sound effects um, because that's does seem to drown everything out for sure. Yeah. I'm back, and I definitely agree with you on that one. I don't know why. I don't understand why everything had to make a sound. Why does the like footsteps and the why does the whip have to make such a noise? And it's just it's too much. Mm-hmm. If I was the music, if I was, if I was the person who wrote the music for this game, I would be angry because it sounded like the music was pretty good, but I had trouble even hearing it. I don't know about you guys, but I yeah. almost couldn't hear yeah. it. Same. Yeah, I would be, I would be upset with the sound design if I was the guy that wrote the music. But I thought the music sounded pretty cool from what I could hear. Like, oh yeah. If I if I stood still, yeah, it sounded great. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, do we, do you want to go ahead and start talking about our overall opinions? I mean, I think there's a lot more we could say about the game. I mean, it's, it's, but it's kind of like, uh, it's one of those games, uh, I'll go ahead and start giving my final wrap up opinion on it. Um, it's one of those games that, as I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none, but it's a really good game, but it's a really good kind of sits in the middle to upper upper tier of NES game. It's not uh it's not in the upper echelon of you know your Castlevania, your Ninja Guide, your man. It's not quite up there, but it's definitely heads and tails above a lot of other games on the NES. Um it tr- it tries to pull from a lot of other NES games that came before it and I think it does a really good job of covering some of the same ground that those other games walked on. Um, you mentioned like, you know, there's the adventures of Bayou Billy rail shooter level type thing that you talk about, but it does it better than Bayou Billy. I hate that we even have to reference Bayou Billy to talk about that. But, uh, I, I, I did not like, we haven't played Bayou Billy on the show yet, but I didn't like Bayou Billy, any parts of it, even the beat em up parts. I didn't like, 
Um, and so I think this game does a better job of the rail shooter segments. Um, I think it's it's right up there, just barely beneath um, Ninja Gaiden in terms of some of those side scrolling stuff too. I think what hurts it is some of the level design. It's not even the gameplay because it's pretty tight. Like the controls are really tight. Um, I think there's just some design choices that kind of hold it back in terms of being able to stick it up there with the the nines and the tens. If we're rating out of ten, stick it up there. Uh, Yeah, just stick it. It makes you wonder, like, if if this game had come out in you know 1988 instead of 1991. uh, it would probably be considered like a classic. Yeah, I would you're think. probably right. I think so too. This one just kind of came out too close to like NES and stuff, I guess. Or I mean, Super right. NES. SNES, yeah. Yeah, '91's a tough year to compete yep. with with Super Nintendo. Don't really have much to add to, to kind of what you said. I think I find a hard hard time really even saying a lot of bad things about this game. Um, you know, I talked about it being frustrating uh, at parts, but I don't think that's necessarily a negative. Um, I think this one is, you know, right up there with a lot of those top games, even even though it doesn't have the name recognition as far as being fun and, and um, definitely a lot of replay value, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those games that you can just pick up and play and have fun with on on any level, regardless of where you are. And it's, but you know, it's the same company that did um, Astoniax, which is a great game. And I, I do think they they did a good job of recognizing what works really well. I think the game's very self aware. I, I think it's it's not as though they would be accused of plagiarizing like Spy Hunter for the driving stage. I think they took those elements and said, yeah, that that works. People like playing those things, so. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do that, and then what else do people like? Oh, they like they like side scrollers like Ninja Gaiden. Let's put some of that in there. They like Castlevania, so let's give the guy a whip. And they all of it together, I think, is stronger than each individual component. So if they just put out a Spy Hunter game, it would have been probably much much less of a game. But by combining all three, I think I think it really works. Were you saying like greater than the sum of its parts? Yeah, it's, I think the whole is greater. Is that, is that than the right use? Parts. Is that the right use of that? Phrase? I think so, yeah. Okay. If you added up each individual component, you'd end up with something like a 60 because it's, you know, it's okay just thinking from a teacher's point of view. I'd be like, well, it's a bare pass. A bare just pass. take each of the three components. But then when I put them all together, it ends up being closer to an 80, I think, just because each one complements each other well enough so that it ends up being, well, plus I grade on a curve. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's a great game. Uh, so let's do that. Let's do it this way uh, to round it out. Justin, how much does this game go for? Because we gotta we gotta talk about whether it's worth it. Well, um, PriceCharting.com has it. The loose price at fifty seven ninety nine. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Too bad you didn't buy it in uh, the two thousand ten. I know, and it was like three dollars. Yeah, it. Uh, so, what do you think then, Justin? <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes it a tough sell, right? Uh, 
luckily it's on the Switch online service. So if you, you don't have to invest that, if you've got a Switch, you can just, you know, play it uh, anytime, you know, if you've got the online service, which is not very expensive. So, um, which is how I utilized it. So, gosh, is it worth $58? I don't know. That, that's that is that is tough to say. I, I'd, I'd probably have to say no, uh, just out of the fact that it's so much more expensive in comparison to um, so many other games. What do you guys think, Ryan, well, Robbie? Well, I'm just wondering now that you don't have the budget for diapers anymore. Yeah, oh, right. You should, oh. you, should, you should be able to like. How many diapers is it worth? Yeah, that's well, true. Uh, that's only like two boxes of diapers. So yeah, it's totally worth it. <laughs> uh, so if you, can, no. if you can push the kids to potty train a month earlier, you can then afford this game. That, that is a good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So, um, I don't know. For me, I, I feel like it kind of almost is worth it. Uh, to, this, I'm looking at I'm looking at games right now that are kind of on the list. Uh, there's a lot of games that are I would consider better than it, lower on the list. But in the games that I would put kind of in the same category, um, like Journey to Silius, I would say this game and Journey to Silius are kind of on equal ground of sorts as far as how good they are. The fact that they're kind of fifty dollars ish, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I don't remember what we said about Journey to Silius, so I'm probably. I sure. actually loved that episode that you guys did on that game. That was a really uh, good one. Thank you. Um, do you remember what I said? Because I would, I'll, I'll just, no. do, I'll just say that again. <laughs> um, I think typically what I would say in this in this scenario is that um, it's hard to justify when there's so many good NES games, but this one, if you're getting into the if you've bought a bunch already, right, and you're getting into the the list where you're having to think about either buying four crappy NES games for twenty dollars or something, or fifteen dollars a piece, or one good one for about fifty or sixty bucks, then yeah, I would put this one up there with. If you're if you're starting to think about expanding your collection into games that cost a little bit more, this one is one of the first ones I would probably try to get. Or just play it on Switch because it's there. Shadow of the Ninja. That's another one that was like sixty bucks. Good. About the same on about the same yeah. level as this one. Metal Storm. Yeah. Here's another one. Actually, I don't know if Metal Storm is that expensive. What do you guys think? Would you? I mean, I know you you threw it up. You threw it back to me with the diapers, but really, what do you think? Would you? Would you buy it around this price? Yeah, I mean that's that seems like an appropriate price. I mean it's it's got to be that high just because of the cart availability, right? I mean there's they probably just didn't produce as many as they did of uh, you know some of the other games, and it's I feel like if you're if you think about it per hour of actual value time, it's the kind of game that you could easily spend five to ten hours on, you know, once a year playing. So if you if you're playing it. For a couple of years, it's really not that expensive at all, it, it, you know, just in terms of a sheer value play. But if you're thinking about just something to add to your collection because you want to have it 
so that, you know, it's because it's lesser well-known. So when people are coming over and they're looking through, flipping through stuff, oh, you've got this, we'll throw it in. And it seems totally worth the money. So I, I don't really see a downside, but yeah, again, I don't have any kids, so I've got a much bigger disposable income. <laughs> yeah. You're the, uh, the uh, <laughs> what is it? The double, double, do, double deuce? What did you just call yourselves? <laughs> Dinks. Dinks. Double income, right. no kids. Yeah, yeah, double income, no kid. That's right. Uh, no, I don't know. It's kind of, it's just kind of, it depends on what kind of price you're looking to buy. This is the price of a, of a, basically a new game today. It's kind of like the game of a price, the price of a game today, 60 yeah. bucks. That's what you're going to pay. So, and honestly, you know, we say that and then you say, well, I could, I can get 80 hours out of, um, the new Assassin's Creed or whatever. But for me, I get, I probably played these games more, you know? At least on the yeah, right. in the cor- in the course of a lifespan, because maybe I'll play right. maybe I'll play Assassin's Creed. I probably won't because I don't really like those games. But that was just my example. But maybe I'll play it. I'll play it once and I'm done. And I never play it again. A game like this, I'll play it, you know, five to ten hours a year for the rest of my life because I just like returning to games like this. You know what I mean? So right. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends on how you see it. If I, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a reasonable price. I don't think it's unreasonable to pay that much for this game considering availability of the cart and the quality of the game. There are some games that I think are very unreasonable to pay this price for, but not this one. Yeah, there's, I think there's some of the pot. Ryan's getting some coffee. Okay, cool. So you guys, uh, you're going to be pepped up. If I got coffee right now, I'd be up all night. But you're in the future. So yeah. Care. yeah, no, I can't drink it past noon. If I if I do it past noon, it's uh, it's a problem. So, uh, well, we'll wait on him to get back. But then I was going to ask you a couple more questions back, about, your, about your book. Okay, he's back. Good. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's talk about your book a little bit more. Again, it's Q is for quarantine. N is for Nintendo. Uh, first question is where can they get it? How can people get a copy? Uh, right now, you can get it on Amazon. It's both print-on-demand, or you can buy it for your Kindle, and um, just type in the the title, and you'll you'll find it right there. All right. No reason we can't uh, help Jeff Bezos get back home to his home planet. <laughs> you mean our master? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Made in Made in the USA. I see. At least printed in my book, so I can appreciate. Yeah, and if anybody would like, you know, the roundabout way to get it, I have about 40 copies sitting <laughs> in, in the upstairs guest bedroom. So just take a trip to Oman, and um, I'll hook you up. Okay, cool. All right. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know where that is on the map, so I'd probably get lost. Uh, so, like, um, you know where, like, Dubai is and Saudi Arabia and all that stuff? Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Middle East. Yeah, it's it's near there. It's right. It's we're we're almost right on the Persian Gulf. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, were there any like any games that were really tough for you to uh, pick or to? I mean, to play. There's two you didn't beat, right? So cute. Yeah, those two, one. What was the other uh, one? Operation Wolf. Uh, Ooh, that is. A and it was one. so hard without the without the zapper gun. Uh, that's that's the only way we could play it was without the zapper gun and you know that led me down all these dives on the internet of like there's these people who have because apparently zapper guns don't even work on modern TVs no, and, no. right you know so like there's these people who've created like wiring harnesses and stuff to so that they can play like 
the legit versions of the Zapper Gun games. And it's crazy, but that game was so hard without the Zapper Gun because you just had the D-pad that you could move around the crosshairs, and it was just and, – and no continues. And no continues. Yeah. You can't change the speed of the, the scrolling of the D-pad, and so it's just it, – it, really we, we spent We spent days – like our wives didn't see us. For yeah, we, we got to the airport stage. This is the final stage, and we just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Yeah, that stinks. Operation Wolf is one of those that I remember being in an arcade and playing it and loving it. And then I would get home oh, and yeah. rent it. I would rent it from for the NES, and I had a zapper, but I just I just I hated it whenever. I... But that's the same as I think Qbert is the same way. Like they're designed for arcades where you can just pump quarter after quarter after quarter into the machines and make it a little ways and then keep going. But well, I mean, like Hubert it was originally in the arcade. It had a, um, a joystick, you know, and uh, using a D-pad for that kind of game is a lot harder. Yeah, and if I, recall, very uh, if I recall, the joystick for Hubert was angled in a way that made sense for the game, whereas the... Yeah, and that's what I did. I eventually just turned the controller in my hand to try and mimic you know, the directions that he would move and I still couldn't do it. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what we did too. Didn't we, we covered that game, didn't we, Jason? I think we, I remember playing it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remember sometimes. Yeah. Very tough. I know. It's, it's not like we've done 150. All right. What about, uh, what was your favorite chapter to write or your least favorite? Or about- uh, I, I personally, like we were talking about this a little bit, it's it's hard to pick favorite chapters. I really liked, like there's the playing of the game that's a lot of fun, and then there's actually writing the chapters. I think my favorite game to play probably on, on NES of all time is ice hockey. I just really have a lot of fond memories growing up playing ice hockey with my brothers and sisters for just hours and hours. And I love the music. It's just It's just a great, great game. But I think writing it up was Home Alone because I hated it. Home Alone so much. And <laughs> just, it's, it's the kind of thing that I had a visceral reaction to playing where it was just so, so lazy and such an obvious cash grab that they couldn't even try to write a decent storyline or program a game that was even semi-decent. They just, they just packaged up a dog turd and sold it to people for like 50 bucks. <laughs> I was, I would just, I really enjoyed writing it up because it was a very cathartic kind of experience for me. Yeah. Um, so we were in a dark place during the pandemic then. Uh, so, I, yeah, it was, it was good. How about you, Rob? Yeah, like, same thing. Like, there's playing and there's writing up. Like, Hubert was a lot of fun to write up because I just got to hate on it. I just got to channel that uh, dark side. And, um, you know, that was fun. I really enjoyed playing uh, Legend of Zelda 2. Uh, or Zelda 2, I guess I should say. Adventures of Link or whatever. Um, I had never really gotten into that game very much. As a kid, the original, sure, but like I always avoided the sequel for some reason because it, it looked weird. It didn't look like Zelda. But um, but I played it all the way through this time, and man, it was a lot of fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. How was Death Mountain for you? Uh, it's it's really hard, and uh, you know you gotta <laughs> you got all those different um, caves that you got to go into, and you got to go into them in the right order, yep. and uh, it's it's pretty tough. We actually we traded off at that point because I, I was supposed to do Legend of Zelda and I called the, the, the second one. The second one. I called yeah. Rob one afternoon and I said, Listen, man, I, I cannot get past Death Mountain. And I'm not somebody who gives up on games easily, but 
man, uh, I just could not get past Death Mountain. So then he, he stepped up and took one for the team and beat it for us. But, yeah. um, I remember on that episode that we did, Justin, um, we had Jay on. And we started, oh, yeah. I remember talking about Death Mountain, and I feel like he was just sitting there. He's a nice guy, so he wouldn't dare say anything. But I feel like the whole time he's sitting there thinking, losers, they they don't know what they're talking about, and they can't they can't beat Death Mountain. And now here they are trying to talk a podcast about this game. They can't even beat it. But that's that's how that was that was what I was thinking. He was saying in his head. I'm sure he wasn't because he's a nice guy. <laughs> Did Justin just call me a loser? He might have just called you a loser. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, if I don't call you a loser at least once a day, I mean, you'd probably That's right. worry about me. I, I didn't right. win anything today. That's fine. <laughs> I felt like a loser. Um, yeah. and one thing I will say, uh, you mentioned you, you being having cathartic uh, chapters in the book where you could trash a game. That's something I did appreciate. If you're you're making a list – uh, this is not necessarily. This list is not a list of the best NES games. It's a list of the just. A, it's a list of games A to Z, and you got some stinkers in here that you you hated on. So I, I yep. appreciate that. It makes the book more interesting because there's a lot of books out there that are just like these are all the these are all the best games. Um, at least that's yeah. Right. But yours, yours is not necessarily that way. Also, right. that's what I'm telling myself why you left out Kung Fu, but. <laughs> yeah there was there was no way we weren't going to leave out a game or two like of, of uh without disappointing somebody you know yeah but why would you have happen. to disappoint me yeah, yeah. you know why me yeah. what did i ever do <laughs> but now kung fu has gotten more airtime than it could have ever possibly gotten you know if we had put it in as an honorable mention oh we've talked a bunch yeah, i don't know about, I talked about uh, it basically every kung episode. fu yeah yeah yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Last question. What are you guys working on now? Are you going to do an SNES book or something? Uh, yeah, we're we're in the I guess eleventh hour of uh, an SNES book, and uh, I think I got one or two more chapters to do. A couple more honorable mentions to do. Uh, yeah, we're well into the editing stages on most of the chapters and stuff, and uh, or entries, I guess I should say. And um, yeah, it's been real fun too. And cool. like like you said, for the NES, there are some stinkers in there, you know, in the SNES book too. Nice. Any spoilers for us? Oh man, um, let's see. What for a stinker? Yeah, sure. Give us a stinker that we wouldn't expect to be in the book. I mean, this is, we're going we're back to the diapers now, aren't we? Yeah, stinkers. stinkers. <laughs> I love the stinkers, well, man. I mean, Operation Thunderbolt didn't, oh. you know, there's Operation Wolf, a decent game, and then they took Operation Thunderbolt, and somehow, even though it's on a subsequent platform, they made it just so much worse, which is just remarkable. Uh, it's Operation Wolf, we played, um, Rob got stuck with Qbert again. Yeah, I played Qbert nice. 3. Oh. <laughs> Same problems. Same problems. Um nice. But no, there's some really good ones too. Um, you know, we got games like NBA Jam, so much fun, you know. And uh, the role playing games really took a, a big leap forward on yeah, the SNES. Means that, yeah. it means so you guys had to spend there's a lot more time, here. a little bit on this. Yeah, some of them were long. What did you, yeah. what'd you play, Ryan? Play Chrono Trigger. 
Yeah, and I, I played Colonel Trigger for the first time. Actually, I never, I never beat that game before. I never played the game before. And I remember Rob just telling me, like, what's he basically decided to not be friends with me for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I picked it up, and I think it took me, uh, yeah, probably thirty hours to to beat Chrono Trigger. But it was probably the best thirty hours of twenty twenty, I would yeah. say. Yeah, and um, went by, I went back to Final Fantasy three. Yeah, that's that's forty five hours, man. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. But I'm sure yep. I'm sure it was fun. It was worth it. Um, yep. So we'll we'll look forward to seeing that book. Um, and as long as the as long as the the nineteen sticks around, the COVID nineteen, you guys can just keep writing books. Just go ahead and go to the Nintendo right. sixty four and whatever else you want to do. Just don't go. Yeah, just, prom- just promises you won't go. I've got the sixty four here. We won't do it. No, we're not doing Genesis. Not do I've got about 15 yeah, cartridges here for Nintendo 64, but I don't know if we'd, we'd have to order some more cartridges in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know you if you could do an A to, a to Z on the... I don't know if you could do an A to Z on the N64. That'd be tough. It would be tough. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to do some retrofit trophies. You guys want to do that? You stick around? Sure. Cool. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. Uh, I'm sure if you guys don't know what retrofit trophies are, then uh, you could probably figure it out pretty easily. Uh, we give uh, trophies or uh, achievements to these old games, which is a thing now. Regardless of us, people do this now in the real world, but not because of our podcast. Somebody else figured it out, but... Uh, I like to think that it's partially. But so you guys got any ideas for um, some trophies you could earn while playing this game? Um, can I throw one out there? Yeah. It's a pretty obvious one. It's it's Miami Vice Project, dude. Okay. How do you get that? I think to get that, you have to um, kill as many drug smuggling aliens as possible. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Justin, you got any? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, uh, kill the five of the guy, of the crawling uh, bad guys, and that is found your contacts. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, uh, too long past uh, Halloween, and that has killed all of the uh, pumpkin-headed guys. And night, night, which is uh, kill all the guys that look like they're wearing pajamas and a nightcap. Ah, uh, yeah, nice. What would be a good one for the Eagles? Those damn Eagles. The Eagles are coming. Hotel California. Hotel. Uh, yeah, there you go. Fly Hotel. Eagles, fly. Yeah, well, yeah. America. <laughs> America slaughter five bald eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not good. All right, uh, I've only I've only got one. Uh, I could probably come up with some more, but I only got I only came up with one that I thought was clever enough to include. Uh, and to beat the game, uh, you, you earn the trophy. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? And, that, and my 
worst Arnold impersonation. Cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. It is a good movie. Yep. It it only gets better as I get older too. Somehow. I know it's supposed to be like a kid's movie, but somehow it just gets better every time. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't really, I don't really have any other ones. You guys got any more? Drawing a blank. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. These are hard. hard. Drawing a blank is one when you run out of bullets. Oh yeah. Drawing a blank. Run out of ammunition. Yeah. Good idea. Fully loaded. Just have 99 bullets. Ryan's really quick on the draw. Hey, we didn't even we didn't even mention actually uh, that there's weapons in this game. You have a you have the whip, but you also have ammo that you have to pick up. You have a gun, and you have C four, some kind of pipe bomb or something you can throw at people. Nice. That's cool. yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, Justin. The one thing I'd forgot to ask, and you maybe you know, did we do we ask for feedback on the Facebook? We did. And I, there's a couple. Of, there is a couple. Okay. Uh, Ken Kuzma, I, he didn't really name it, I don't think. Uh, tried to jump, but the floor fell out. I guess that's the name of it. Tried to jump, but the floor fell out. When you get stuck on the collapsing floor, and even when you uh, hit jump, nothing happens and you fall to your death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Greg Polander said, well done, Sherlock. And that is, figure out what the heck is going on in the story in the first playthrough. Yeah. And that's it, we've got it's uh, all there is for retrofitted trophies on Facebook. I posted it kind of late, so that's probably my fault. All right, let's give this game a rating then. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. Okay, how do you want to rate this game, Justin? Um, Ryan, Robbie, you probably you may already know this, you may not, but we don't technically rate it we don't that is unrelated to the game uh you'll see justin i'll go first you'll see what it is so justin how should we rate this game Hmm. well let's see Mm, Um, i've been been eating a lot of eggs lately you want to go to like type of egg dish i've been really yeah there you go type of egg prepared egg type of prepared egg okay yeah Hmm. I'm going to go with an omelet because with an omelet, you can get a little bit of everything, right? You can get some meat, you can get some veggies if you want, you can get some cheeses, or you can just, you know, that's kind of how this game is. It's got a little bit of everything like we talked about. All right. Hey, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I wish I would have thought of that. That's why you jumped on it so fast, right? (laughs) That's right. I had to get it quick. Yeah. Um, All right. I guess you know I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a basted egg, okay, and uh, that's because it's a lesser known egg. I feel like people don't really talk about the basted egg, um, and and cooking the basted egg. People are always like, oh, give me over easy or give me over medium, which over medium is my favorite, by the way, but uh, or sunny side up. But the basted is kind of like a mixture between sunny side up and over easy. It's kind of like a cross between, you know. Or maybe a little over medium yeah. in there too. It's kind of like a little mixture of all the different types of not fully cooked egg, right? Uh, so, yeah, and it's, it's it's also one of the most delicious, if you ask me. All 
All right. What do you think? You, you guys got any ideas for uh, how this game could be rated as a type of prepared egg, Ryan and Robbie? I, I mean, the obvious choice to me seems hard-boiled, just because it makes me think of a hard-boiled detective story. Oh, yeah. And okay. you've got Agent Hart as the, the strong exterior, but deep down inside, he's just a real softie. Okay. Uh, plus, it's, <laughs> if it's soft-boiled, I guess it's filled with goo which makes a lot of sense too Ooh, for the storyline. I like that um, better actually. Yeah. See, I'm going to go see I'm going to go fried because it makes me think of the uh this is your brain, this is your brain on green goo. Ooh, yeah. Nice. I like you guys both yeah. went the drug angle. I I can appreciate that. Yeah. I uh, speaking of drugs, I finished uh, Dope Sick Justin. Very good series. Highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Watch it. Yeah, I got to check it out. I mean, you've already read the book, but the, the, right. the series the series is good, too. I, I'd recommend it. All right. Good job. Good job, everybody. I like those. Um, I feel like everybody's was better than mine, which is usually the case. So <laughs> at, least we're, at least we're being consistent on this show. All right. Let's get some feedback. It's time for D-Patter feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. All right. All right. On the Bit Brothers retro gaming community, we got uh, a little bit of feedback. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff would say, Jim, wrong show, Chris. Uh, thanks for trying. Uh, Dan Biscaglia says, So close to one of my favorites. So many cutting edge elements marred by some not so great design. Still love it, but certain stages are frustrating for boneheaded reasons. Music was pretty on point the whole time through, and this is one of the five NES on Switch games that gets the most play. I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. Ken Kuzmal says, love it. Gabe, Gant, uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, awesome. And Greg Polander says, a really fun, underrated game that reminds me a lot of Ninja Gaiden, but not as hard. Good music and graphics also. The game suffered the fate of being delayed almost a year so that when it finally came out, it got little notice, which is a shame. Yes, Greg, exactly. I didn't know it was delayed, but uh, yeah, you nailed it there. Uh, and yeah. uh, Ryan or Robbie, one of you guys mentioned it earlier. I think that's right. I think the fact that it came out when it did really hurt it pretty bad. So, Greg, you nailed it. All right. I mean, that's, and that's it on the Facebook. That's it. That's it on the Facebook. That's it on the show for the most part. Um, I don't know. Pretty good show, guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, so, it, Amazon. Go to Amazon. Check out uh, Q's for Quarantine. N is for Nintendo. Yeah. Buy it. It's, thanks so, like thanks so much, guys. We, we yeah, thanks it. for coming on. It's been well, great. Been a real fun experience. Appreciate it. I'm going to use this book um, to help help my son potty train because it's a bathroom reader. We're going to go in there every like 30 minutes and we're going to read another chapter. And whatever, whatever what's 30 minutes times 26? That's a long time. He'll be heck. He'll be he'll be pooping and peeing all over the place by then. All right, I mean in the toilet by the time, by the time we get through yeah. the book. 
We should include a copy of it with what to expect when you're expecting. We'll just shrink wrap them together. So yeah, that you should. Yeah, there you go. Your bonus hey, pack. Speaking of books, Jess, remember when I told you, let's see, back when we first were, I don't know, when Amber and I first started thinking about um, doing uh, the potty train or whatever? This is months ago. And I texted you mm-hmm. that the book that we got sounded like it was um, from like a stripper. Or something is written by a stripper because <laughs> she had like a really weird name with a lot of alliteration in it. Yeah, ran, you know. So, anyways, yeah, it's actually a great book, and this apparently this woman is a has like a master's degree in education, and she's a that's like her her entire job is to potty train children. So I don't know. It actually ended up huh? being a really good book. I was kind of disappointed. There I was hoping it would be really silly. Hey guys. <laughs> I just missed that last section there. Ryan said you were just wrapped up the book and stuff, or wrapped up our bit. I just want to say thanks. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had wrapped yeah. up, and I started talking about pee and poop, and so you, you didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this was a lot of fun. As we usually finish the show. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, start, we start in the potty. We end in the potty on this show. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, you can find us on the Bit Brothers Gaming Community on Facebook, and that's where every all of our feedback go goes. All of our uh, communications about upcoming shows and things are going to be on on there. So check us out that there. Leave us feedback, and we'll read it on the show. But what we'd really like Facebook.com slash groups slash Bit Brothers. By the way, sorry. There, there you go. And what we really like, though, is if you call us and leave us a message. I love it. And so that much. number is? 775-7-RETRO-1. Or if you don't want to use the alphanumerics, it's 775-773-8761. Or, now, I'm going to throw this one more or in there because I keep I always forget, we're, isn't, we're not America only. Um, there's people in other countries that listen to us. And I get this question every now and then. Because they don't want to call the number because it's, uh, you know, yeah. it might be long distance or something. You can just email us. Uh, you can yeah. email us a uh, voicemail and we'll play it on the show just like it's a call. I promise. Yeah. So feel free to do that. Do you know our email, Justin? I don't even know our email. Michael at bitbros.com, I think, is bitbrosnetwork.com. Yeah. You could email me or Justin. Actually, Ryan yeah. and Robbie probably know it because that's probably, that's probably what I emailed. That's it. That's it? Good. Okay, bitbrosnetwork.com. So either Michael or Justin at um, bitbrosnetwork.com. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. You can find us on Patreon. And uh, like I said, I don't blame you one bit if you don't want to donate to us on there because we're not very good at producing the the special one-off episodes and all that stuff. But it does help the show. If, if you just want to be helpful, then we definitely appreciate people being helpful. Um, and you will get the one week early episodes. Though we still do do those. Um, there I go talking about potty potties again. Um, uh, but yeah, so you, if you if you do feel so inclined, we are at patreon.com slash bitbros. And uh, you'll also, unfortunately, have to listen to GSS Gems as well. We, did. we are partnered with them. And so I apologize. No refunds. After listening to Jesse Jones. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. See y'all later. All right, thank See you. Guys. Again, bye.